to the CBA Leaders Podcast, a resource provided for ministry leaders serving churches and the Chilton Baptist Association. Our association exists to strengthen and connect churches to complete the Great Commission. The goal of this podcast is to provide news and announcements related to associational ministries and to provide helpful content to encourage you in your ministry leadership as you serve to make disciples of Jesus in Chilton County and beyond. Thanks again for listening. Let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. It's going to be a special episode, as I'll get to uh, here in just a minute. But thanks for tuning in. I hope that your year is off to a good start, that things are going well for you so far in 2024. Uh, No announcements uh, this week, and just a couple of reminders and thanks. Uh, Thank you to those of you who were able to participate in the Lunch and Learn uh, this past week. Appreciate those of you who were able to carve out time and be here. For those of you who, who weren't able to be uh, with us, we missed you and hope that you can plan to be with us at the next one in February. Um, also, just a reminder, and this will tie into this week's episode of the podcast, is that uh, January 21st, uh, coming up here soon, is Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. And so I would encourage you to think about how you can incorporate that into your your Sunday service uh, that week just to to, uh, do something to acknowledge that uh, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. We know that this is a huge cultural issue. It's one of the top cultural issues that that we face as, as Christians. And so it's, I think, an important thing for us to take a stand on this Sunday and just to... uh, inform and equip those in our churches about the importance of this this issue and also to um, extend grace through the gospel to those who in the past may have made a decision that they now regret and wish that they hadn't made. So so that's coming up here on January 21st. I encourage you to incorporate something uh, that day uh, to to acknowledge that, that special day on the calendar. Uh, this week's podcast is uh, is a first for the podcast. It's an interview. Uh, this is something that I wanted to do when we started this. I know that most episodes are just me talking, but I think the more voices, the better on this. And so we'll start to incorporate periodically some other voices and interview some people um, that are connected in the association and also connected to some of our ministry partners. And so with this month being Sanctity of Human Life, I thought it would be appropriate to find someone that is connected to one of our partner ministries, CareNet, here in Chilton County and Sailor's Oasis, and find someone who could give us some insight and and talk to us about uh, their involvement in CareNet and how we can get involved more in CareNet, what kind of needs there are that we can help meet uh, for CareNet as they seek to make a difference in this particular area uh, of need in our county. And so... So I got the chance to sit down with Pastor Jeremy Jones at Best Salem, Best Salem Church and and hear about his involvement and uh, about how things are going with Karenet and how other churches can get involved. So hope you enjoy this uh, episode of the podcast and this interview and uh, enjoyed getting a chance to sit down with, with Jeremy. And I know that you'll enjoy getting to hear uh, his story as well. Appreciate it very much. A first for the podcast, uh, doing an interview, and uh, this one's kind of 
double because uh, the what I had in mind when, we, when I started thinking about doing the podcast and potentially interviewing people was number one was interviewing pastors uh, just so that other pastors in the association that don't know you or don't know everyone, even, even though we try to have events where we connect, everyone can't be there every time. And so um, this is an opportunity for uh, people, members of churches and also other pastors to get to know other pastors in the association kind of in a uh, podcast format. So that was one idea I had, but the other was to interview people that are connected to uh, like our partners through the association. So you actually check both of those boxes. <laughs> so being connected to uh, CareNet and being a, a newer pastor in the association, I guess. Uh, though you're not really a newer pastor anymore. You've been three years. Three now. years. So, but uh, but it's good to good to uh, sit down and connect with you. And I thought just first we just introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to be here at Best Salem and give us some of your, your stories so people know who you are. Well, um, my name is Jeremy Jones. I am the lead pastor here at Beth Salem. And uh, this past December was three years that I celebrated. So uh, um, been here three years. Uh, this is my first lead pastor, senior pastor role. Uh, for 20 years, I was a youth pastor, associate pastor, and uh, came from Crossroads Community Church. I was there... Uh, for almost 17 years as the youth pastor, associate pastor of families. And, uh, you know, it was an interesting because I came here in COVID, in the middle of COVID, in 2020, yeah. Yeah. was when I moved to uh, Beth Salem. And it was neat because I tell folks, uh, COVID was a crazy time, a, a horrible time, and, and all sorts of things. But for me, it was a time for God to really get a hold of me and, and uh, to really changed direction for me because basically everybody knows in March of 2020, everything shut down. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we started trying to figure out what to do about church, you know, and so as a youth pastor, all of a sudden, who's busy all the time, gearing up for summer and all this, yeah. all of a sudden for months, I had nothing. Uh, you know, uh, every once in a while I would teach on a Sunday, but really... I wasn't the IT guy. I wasn't the tech guy. I was right. just a youth pastor, so I had nothing going on. <laughs> and so it just, it was a time for me to reflect a lot. I spent a lot of time uh, with God that I, you know, extra time. I started journaling, which I still to this day don't journal uh, <laughs> like right. I should. Uh, but I have journals of those times, and yeah. which is cool to go back and see God. But right. He began to just shift. Uh, my f former pastor, uh, Rob Mullins, pushed me and challenged me mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, to, to really begin to lean into this role and mm -hmm. God just directed it and yeah. just a neat how God directed it through that whole process with uh, Mike Jackson was the interim yeah that's right so yeah. I had actually Robert one of the things he said is you need to have lunch with Mike because of what he did at the State Board of Missions mm -hmm. so me and Mike sat down had lunch and it wasn't until the very end he says have you thought about Beth Satan mm -hmm. and, I, and, and I actually wrote in my journal that uh, we had lunch on Thursday on Friday morning, I wrote and I said, I think the conversation with Mike yesterday will change the trajectory of my ministry. Hmm. And, uh, you know, man, the rest is history. And I'm that's here awesome. at Best Saint Louis. That's awesome. It just, it yeah. was neat how God directed and yeah. orchestrated all of that. Um, yeah. You know, this was, I think, in April or May when we had this. And so I actually yeah. didn't have a conversation with the committee till August. Wow. And and then, yeah. of course, uh, came a view of the call in November and yeah. first... Uh, December started. So, yeah. so. 
I forgot that you came right there in the midst of COVID like yeah. I did. So that's about when I started at the association office right before COVID kind of went public. Yeah, so we started about the same time. So that's awesome. I don't know how it was for you, but for me, it was yeah. actually ideal because when I got to Beth Salem, yeah. all we did was yeah. worship yeah. on Sunday morning. That's right. Yeah. So as a, as a new lead pastor, yeah. All I had to do was preach on Sunday mornings. Right. And that's it for three yeah. months. That's, that's all right. I did. <laughs> yeah. Kind of get your feet under you a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. I told people it's been weird for my role because my first introduction to most of our churches was during COVID. And so I don't have like a pre-COVID, post-COVID measuring right. stick. All I have was, okay, in the middle of COVID, now coming out of COVID. So made it a little bit uh, uh, challenging at points. But anyway... And the journaling, I know we're not really talking about journaling, but the power, I need to do a better job of journaling too because because of that, just being able to look back yeah. at something and see and trace kind of God's hand and his working in your life is is awesome. So, um, well, I know that uh, as a pastor, you just have absolutely nothing to do. You just, we only work one day a week, right? right. As the joke goes, one day a week and you got a book that tells you everything to do. So it's an easy job. You got... Plenty of time on your hands, uh, but we know that's not true. Uh, but and I know that a challenge for pastors is deciding, like, what are we going to get involved in as a church? What am I going to get involved in as an individual and as a leader, a pastor in in the church? Um, so tell us about your connection to CareNet. What what is your connection to CareNet, and what led you uh, to choose to get involved with with CareNet? I know there's a lot of options, a lot of things you mm -hmm. could do. Why? What's the what's the reasoning behind connecting with CareNet? Well, it's interesting because when I first got here, I saw CareNet in the budget, but I had no idea what CareNet was. Right. Because <laughs> like, the name, you know, everything. When I came from Elmore County, it was Elmore County Pregnancy Center or yeah. the River Region Pregnancy Center. So right. I didn't really understand initially that CareNet was what it is and, yeah. and the phenomenal uh, organization. Uh, our church has always been connected and done a lot for them. We actually um, have several that are involved. Um, like Roy Martin, who uh, yeah. Patty Mar Patty serves as a volunteer. Roy's yeah. on the board, yeah. uh, and so I got connected. Um, Ashley Labo had not been there very long, mm -hmm. and uh, they asked me to to investigate being on the board. Yeah. And so yeah. I began to look at the organization, see what all they did, uh, and I have been on the board. I guess two and a half years. Uh, mm -hmm. It would have been August of uh, July, August of twenty one was yeah. when I came on. Now I'm the vice chair of the board, uh, and the more I got to understand what CareNet does, uh, mm -hmm. it, the investment that they have in the women and, and those yeah. in crisis, uh, and that's really what they do, is they, they meet these women in crisis and are able yeah. to show love to them, encourage them, come alongside them, and help them see that there's other options. Yeah. You know, we know abortion is and as we're coming up on it in, in January 21st is, is yeah. Thanksgiving Life Sunday right. you know it, it is a massive uh, issue in our society yeah. with and I believe and I've seen this in the midst of it we are ecstatic about Roe v. Wade being right. overturned. Yeah. But what is what do we can do as a church? Yeah. You know, we, we we get excited at that, but now we right. got women who are in crisis right. uh, yes. and have issues and have things that they're dealing with, and so they walk. And the thing about it is, they don't just walk through with them through the decision yeah. on whether or not to have a child. Yeah. 
They, yeah. they do um, meet with them. They do pregnancy tests, and then yeah. they counsel them as they walk through this. They do ultrasounds. Right. But they actually provide opportunities for these women well into having the children. So, mm-hmm. so uh, they're doing Bible studies with the ladies. They're mm-hmm. maxing out their space right now because they wow. have so many ladies in Bible study. Yeah. Um, they do a parent university, which actually I get to speak at each year. That's cool. um, yeah. And it's every... And what it is is these moms walk through how to be a parent, how to be a mom, and yeah. uh, are, are investing. And then that's where the Bible studies actually came from is these women enjoyed being in this group and they yeah. wanted to do more. And right. so now they're coming back and being part of Bible studies. Yeah. So they have uh, these women who, who chose life have toddlers now that are coming to Bible study, being invested in and poured yeah. in. And, yeah. and so they walk with them well beyond Right. pregnancy and giving right. birth it's well after and to me when we talk about that we truly believe in life we have to yeah. walk we can't just help these moms make the decision to choose life we right. have to walk with them and after, after this yeah. the other thing that's happening now is they're actually creating it there's a dad's hmm. Bible study now that's where cool. they're trying to invest in these dads and, and I've had the privilege it's, God just kind of ordained it a couple times I was there at the center just hanging out mm-hmm. and they had a mom come in uh, getting a pregnancy test, but the dad was with them, the, mm-hmm. the potential dad. That he was there. Yeah. So I got to actually meet with him and counsel him and just yeah. ask him and walk with him through yeah. this. And yeah. that's what they're trying to do is, you know, again, uh, if we can create an opportunity for the family unit to, to stay together, yeah, uh, for sure. you know, we'll make a difference in society. Yeah. But that's, yeah. you know, the thing, Karen, of County, it's so much bigger than just a pregnancy center. Right, um, it right. is really truly yeah. now that Salem's Oasis has opened up, right. and uh, which is a maternity home for mm-hmm. uh, women who have nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, right now, I believe there's four women yeah. uh, that are in uh, this home that have a place to stay. They have care mm-hmm. and and somebody who loves them who can tell them about Jesus. I mean, honestly, yeah. that's the biggest thing is we meet these women in crisis, but then we tell them. Not only meet that need in crisis, but then begin right. to lead them to Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. They've had so many salvations happen in that center um, at CareNet uh, wow. over the last two and a half years. It's yeah. blown my mind. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It, it always blesses me to see uh, Ashley or hear Ashley tell those stories. And then when she shows sometimes a picture of a baby, you know, like just, it's like, wow, this is uh, awesome. That's, that's cool, though. I appreciate And I, I appreciate this about CareNet, too, just watching from a distance and seeing what they do. Here in Ashley, it's like a common critique of uh, the pro-life, you know, uh, us pro, pro-life people is, well, you just care about the decision, but you don't do anything mm-hmm. to care for them after they've made that decision. And CareNet definitely blows up that uh, um, false uh, kind of criticism because it's, man, it's care, it seems to be caring from them from the point of that decision and, and forward and not just the mom. I love the dad emphasis, mm-hmm. like, because uh, we know dads make a huge difference. And... Uh, and being involved in that kid's life and being a good good father, so it's awesome. Uh, you've already kind of hit on this the the services that they provide. It's 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 cool to know that it's not just about an ultrasound and a pregnancy test, but there's a lot more that's going on uh, throughout that process. Um, what would you say? So I'm always trying to think about this as uh, associational leader, uh, getting our churches connected, and how can they get involved. So what's some ways or some of the most important ways that churches could get involved in supporting CareNet? I think there's two main. I mean, honestly, first is financial. There's a lot of expense 
mm-hmm. uh, that goes into running not just Kiernet, but Sailor's Oasis. Um, yeah. and, and I mean, these women, uh, food is provided, all sorts of things are, are provided for them. And so, you know, there's an opportunity for us as a church. We feel like, hey, there's a lot of great ministries out there. And there's a lot of things we can put our, our finances towards. Uh, but, but one of the biggest ministries we give to, of course, we're cooperative program and right, yeah. an association is, is something that's sure. very vital for us. Yeah. But we have a ministry that is in our backyard that is meeting people in crisis. Yeah. And, and I don't know of many others mm-hmm. in our area that are doing it in such a real um, yeah. way. And so financially, uh, we put it in our budget. I mean, yeah. That's what we've done. Is we've, yeah. It's a part of our budget is to go to Karen. And yeah. uh, I think that's a... You know, yeah, the baby, the baby bottle ministry is, is wonderful, yeah, and we've yeah. shifted that. We're actually kicking it off on the 21st, Saints right. of Life, yeah. and going through, um, I think, uh, June. And, and before, we just did it in a May-June window. Mm-hmm. But I encourage, I said, listen, let Saints of Life be the, 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 the push, the push yeah. for us. Yeah. You know, that's a great ministry, uh, but there's always need for volunteers. Uh, the center, mm-hmm. I mean, they are continuously... Um, have women coming in and, and are needing volunteers to help out. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a, a practical way for anybody who's retired or just to yeah. has the available time. Yeah. But I think really as a church is, is and there's there's also, also um, opportunities where uh, baby showers for some of these yeah. moms, they yeah. do those periodically and yeah. sponsoring. Uh, one of the things we kind of took on this year, we do a, we call a, uh, glove tree it's a ministry we try to reach out to our family and mm-hmm. provide Christmas well this year we said you know what we're going to provide Christmas for the Santa's Oasis yeah. wow. for the, these moms they're, they're here yeah. they don't have anybody who's going to give them any Christmas right. yeah. you know and again that's just a, a practical way to provide a ministry provide an opportunity yeah. uh, there's always need out there at Santa's Oasis to do some different things um, but I think for us is, is again financially we as churches there's a lot of Things we can do, but they need resources. Yeah. Um, on a, yeah. On a daily, I mean, you're talking uh, a massive budget to, yeah. to fund sure. what yeah. they do, and, yeah. and for us, we just see it as a as a um, important ministry in our community. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think it's if if the churches in Chilton County mm-hmm. just gave a small portion, if every right. church, yeah, then then the amount of funding and resources that they can do yeah. and ministry, and again, we we will. Uh, applaud Roe v. Wade being overturned, yeah. and but we as a yeah. we got to put something behind that, and right. I feel like that's what we strive to do as a church. Yeah. And and it's challenged me because a lot of times before I was involved in CareNet, mm-hmm. I mean, I, we would students would help out, we would do some things, but we really I never really understood the magnitude of right. what happens at these pregnancy centers. Um, and yeah. uh, you know the the problem is is like CareNet is is we reach out through Bibb County people come right. south shelby right. come yeah you know all of chilton county uh Coosa yeah. county yeah i mean you're talking about a a stretch of people yeah. that have no other resource yeah. nowhere else to go yeah when they meet this crisis and they find out they're pregnant and yeah you know uh the uh, the other thing oh this is another ministry and, and i just uh reminded myself of it is the uh that abortion pill mm-hmm. you know i don't know if you know but mothers yeah. um are these pregnant women can have a pre- an abortion pill shipped to their house. Oh, really? Wow. And that. they can end their pregnancy without leaving their house. Just at home, yeah. But there's a new program, and if they've taken the first pill, that mm. there's a way to potentially re- uh, reverse mm. it. Wow. And in that reversal pill, CareNet is now a uh, uh, 
has the ability to get that. Um, the nurse mm. that is there, Denise, yeah. can give them an opportunity wow. to reverse yeah. that decision because a lot of times they'll take it and then all of a sudden regret regret yeah. it and yeah. what do I do well yeah. they can come to CareNet and mm. we have some doctors and things and that be prescribed yeah. to them and wow. uh, give them the opportunity to reverse that decision Man, uh, and so that's, and awesome. that's actually happening rampant across Alabama because abortion has been made illegal right so these women are trying to find something and so yeah. they can actually go online have yeah. that shipped to them and, and yeah. terminate their pregnancy wow. Wow. right then so now there's that option of at least reversing it if they right. feel that regret. Man, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, the financial support thing is huge, I feel like. So we support out of the association budget mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit, uh, not as much as I wish that we could right now. Hopefully we'll increase that over the years because like you said, it is one of the, to me, one of the most impactful ministries in our in our community. Uh, but yeah, what if every church mm-hmm. Uh, you know, could spare twenty five dollars a month, or fifty dollars a month, or whatever it would be, or uh, something more. Most of our churches will participate, I think, in the baby bottle campaign. A lot of them are familiar with that, but that regular, ongoing monthly support, uh, and that's kind of the whole whole point of this whole association thing is that we might think to ourselves, "Well, my my little church, what's my twenty dollars going to do?" Uh, to make a difference or an impact, but if fifty-five churches yeah. <laughs> all give that, then it becomes a, a chunk of money that can go toward uh, helping uh, a, a great cause in our community. Um, what's the the best way for uh, those listening to this podcast to get connected or stay informed about what's going on with with CareNet and how they could get connected? Uh, you know, social media. We have CareNet uh, mm-hmm. has a Facebook page yes. and. Uh, uh, they have an opportunity, and, and the cool thing is, is there's links. If any, if you know people who want to give, but there you can click mm-hmm. on it and, and give. But they they pretty much stay up to date about what's going on, what uh, what's yeah. happening uh, within it, uh, the ministry, and so you know, yeah. social media is a great way uh, yeah. to connect. And then you know, uh, they send out a, a yearly letter at the end yeah. of the year, and so and I think some of that information is on the Facebook page as well. Yeah. And yeah. so. Um, yeah. They keep updated pretty right. well with yeah. uh, with Facebook. Yeah, gotcha. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for yeah. uh, sitting down with me and sharing a little bit of your story. We'll have to do another uh, interview with you at some point, just talking about ministry stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's uh, another uh, plan of mine is sitting down with different pastors and asking them some questions about ministry philosophy and uh, what have you learned in your, your years of ministry and, and stuff. So we'll have to do another episode later on about that, but... Thanks for sharing about CareNet, and I hope that the people who will listen to this will get uh, connected and involved and support more. If they're already supporting, get get more supportive and more involved in what God is doing through CareNet. So appreciate your time. Absolutely, man. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm.